Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of Mom, Wife, Combo, and Candor. I'm Sheila. And I am Danielle. We're back. We're so back. (laughs) We're back. (sighs) Two in a row. Two in a row. Even even though today was a little bit challenging, but it's all good. We made it happen. My computer was all in its feelings. I don't know what was going (laughs) on. But we're back. Happy to be back with you guys. Um, how are you, Daniel? I am doing good. No complaints here. How about yourself? I am good. I'm good. Pretty good. Can't complain. I could, but I won't. Yep. <laughs> I won't. Um, but doing good. Doing good. So, Daniel, I have a question for you. What's your question, girl? What's your question? Okay, which one are you in the relationship? Are you the one who has to get it out and talk it out right away? Like when you're in an argument or disagreement with your husband, are you the one who is in their feelings for a while and keep silent until you're ready to talk it out? Or are you the one who feels uncomfortable with conflict and keeps it moving as if nothing has happened? I'm definitely not that. <laughs> I'm definitely not that. But the last two, I say they are 50-50. Um, and yeah, I, I'm 50-50. I can say that I'm definitely going to say something. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I definitely can give you the silence treatment. And I'm going to make you um, be wondering. And you keep saying, what was wrong? And all of this. And chasing me around the house and doing all of that. You could chase me all you want to. <laughs> Look here, when I get ready to speak, (laughs) I'm ready to, I'll be ready to speak, but I'm going to make you feel it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Which one are you? (laughs) That's a child that's in me, Lord, still working. Listen, the (laughs) that we talk about, I get it. I totally understand. It happens, especially, listen. It happens, but I'm, I'm 50, 52, but here, here's how I am. So I'm the one who wants to talk out, talk it out immediately. Um, because I hate feeling disconnected from Marlon. Like I just hate Mm it. Um, I don't like it. So, but I, I, cause I just want peace ASAP. Yeah. However, the other side to that is if I feel misunderstood or as if my feelings were pushed to the side mm-hmm. or dismissed, then I'll shut down and I'll stop talking. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, like I just, what's the point? If I'm not going to be acknowledged, mm-hmm. what's the point? Um, but I eventually want to try and talk it out. Um, once my emotions have calmed down and I can think straight, mm-hmm. Um and I feel like I can be vulnerable again. Cause that's the thing. Like when your feelings are like pushed to the side or you feel like you're not your husband mm-hmm. or if you're the wife, who's not listening. Um, if you feel misunderstood or nobody is trying to listen to you, that's the vulnerability. It feels like I can't be vulnerable in that moment. So once I feel like I could be vulnerable again, then let's try again. And hopefully it works out this time. And so. that's the reason why I don't, sometimes I don't say something in the midst of it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I need to be quiet because what I got to say mm-hmm. ain't from God, ain't <laughs> from me. <laughs> right. He, and sometimes he'd be like, come on, you want to talk? Let's just talk. Right now is not the time. And he'll ask more than once, about three or four times. I'm trying to give you the cue. I gave you the eye that my mom has given me when I knew I was wrong. And I'm trying to let you know. I'm trying to refrain. Look here. But when that tongue is leashed. (laughs) You don't want me to talk, right? You don't want me to talk. Give me a moment. (laughs) I totally understand that. So I asked that question, ladies, because today... Our topic is silence. It's about silence in your marriage and how it can be a silent killer to your relationship if it's not handled with care. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Um, so we'll break this down into a few pieces. 
uh, first thing we want to talk about is what silence can cause in your marriage. What type of negative things it can cause in your marriage. So the first one is loneliness. Um, now for me, I can't, like I said, I can't stand the distant feeling yeah. at all that comes along with silence. I feel like I'm on a secluded island all along with my feelings. Yeah. Um, if and the thing is, if silence is left in the center of your relationship, it can cause us to feel like we are lonely, yeah. um, which then causes us to feel resentment. And then mm-hmm. that, that just goes on and on and on. Like, it's just the, yeah. what's, what's the word? It's, it's like a ripple effect. Yep. What do you think about loneliness? Ooh, that loneliness can kill you all, you know, by itself um, because you're left there to think. And when you don't take, you know, monitor your thoughts, it creates so much, um, including like a hard heart. Yeah. It creates um, so much when <clears throat> you're not really, um, you don't really have that support and you're not really mentally there, you mm-hmm. know? I think it can create so much and it can, re- it can create so much room in your head to come up with so many yeah. um, things and um, assumptions about things. And it, and it's, it, I could say it like this, it's like, it's fear. And we know that fear can be like a smoke screen. You mm. can believe something that's not really there. And so that loneliness, when there's so much space and you're not really taking time to take those feelings and put them in check and to really understand where they're coming from, to know the truth from um, the lie. Mm-hmm. And you can come up with your own scenario and it can create drama and stories all in your head about your marriage that it wasn't even supposed to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, when you left alone to your own devices and yeah. the devices your mind, it's you come up with some stuff. Yes. That nobody even said anything yes. <laughs> remotely close to, but that's why it's just not a good thing to have in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. That loneliness part. And the, the worst thing is to feel lonely in a marriage. Yes. Even if it's for a temporary amount of time, even if like you're normally you're good and this is just a an argument that you know, just happen out of nowhere. Maybe it's a continuing argument and, you know, disagreements happen, but the worst place to feel lonely is in your marriage. Yeah. So that's why, you know, it's important to leave the silence to a minimum. Exactly. Talk about that later. Exactly. It changes the atmosphere too. I know for myself at times where um, we have went through things or ruined in the beginning of our marriage when you freshly knew. And just like when you're a parent, you have no manual to it. When you get married, you have no manual to marriage. Mm-hmm. And those times where you don't know what to do and you just feel lonely. The enemy for myself, he made me feel like I was the only person going through what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So it created a loneliness, but also a depression that it was hard to fight through because sometimes you want a lot of times you have this you want to say face like everything is all good mm-hmm. and you you very already oh I can't trust women you know how we can be mm-hmm. and we've been hurt and so we never recover from that hurt and so therefore when we marry we don't have nobody to go to because we really want to feel like okay I got this but we don't understand that our loneliness uh, creates that breathing ground for the enemy. As John 10 says, to come in, he's like a thief that comes in to only steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. So we got to understand that, like you said, we got to put a, a stop to that. Yeah, you need your time for loneliness to kind of think and regather and regroup your thoughts. But at the same time, you have to have a point where you come back and you don't give the enemy no access into your marriage. Yeah agree and that's why platforms like this which is why we you know created mom wife Mm -hmm. combo and candor so that you don't feel like you're the only one exactly understand that we all 
go through similar situations and there's a way to go about it to get through it and mm-hmm. like when you feel like you have somebody that can help you get through it and we can get through it together um but yes definitely and that's why community is very important especially in why, the times of COVID oh yeah oh yeah definitely which is why groups like yours my um I was about to say my wife convo and candor wives <laughs> wives revive is so yes. important because you feel like that you have a place where you can go to yes. ask for prayer mm-hmm. vent, have laugh, fun let your hair down mm-hmm. yeah, laugh cry get wisdom from other women yes. without feeling judged <laughs> yes. yes so definitely um community is important and to just to make sure that you have that group of women who understand mm-hmm. um and generally that will be women who are also married and um have a positive view on marriage yes and have honest and good things to say that'll motivate you and inspire you to keep it moving not Mm -hmm. to keep it moving in the other direction but yeah keep it moving in the direction of having a happy and healthy marriage exactly exactly all right so um the second thing that silence in marriage can cause is it can leave room for assumptions. And I know you touched base on that a little bit a few moments ago, um, but I just want to define what assumptions are yeah. just so that we can illustrate how dangerous assuming can be. Mm-hmm. I always say that assuming is dangerous and it's just something that you don't want to do um in any circumstance um but the dictionary definition of assumption is a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof without proof without proof that's a that smoke screen that you (laughs) yeah like you like well it, it is this because i said so based on what i think and only what i think from when you That's was lonely. True. Yep. From when you was lonely, those thoughts. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Loneliness is just trickled down to a whole bunch of stuff. But yep. um, you, you've made up all of these things that make yeah. no sense. And now you're ready to go to court and get a divorce. And you ain't even had a conversation. You ain't getting no, you ain't getting no wisdom from nobody. Right. No, that I said, this is what I said. I said it was this and it's that. Yes. Period. You know, and, um, when there is silence between my husband and I, I, I'm generally making assumptions about how he feels and why he feels like that without even talking to him. Yeah. Which is which is totally unfair for to him like give me a chance to tell you what it is that I'm feeling before you create me to be this terrible person that you've created me Mm -hmm. to be in your head like Mm -hmm. I have feelings just like you do yeah um but assuming can be extremely dangerous in marriage you you cannot know what's going on in someone's head without having a conversation first Mm-hmm. you end up making up like we said different scenarios in your head about what he meant and what he'll do next based on previous situations and we need to eliminate assumptions and have more honest conversations That's with good. each other mm-hmm. like let's keep it real part of marriage I think the number one thing that we need to do is just keep it real with each other so that we aren't making assumptions yeah and and then you take sometimes this is what we do if we're honest we take assumptions and then we go into other like relationships that we have like friendships Mm -hmm. or whoever else that we're close to and we we take those assumptions and then we make them into real stories and tell people well I think this based on this because he did that da 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 da. Mm -hmm. and without the other person even knowing how he feels exactly why does he feel like that does it have anything to do with what maybe something you said or maybe something you did so it's important to keep assumptions um if anything turn them into questions that you have that you can ask your husband 
you made me feel like this is this did you do this because of this is Mm -hmm. this true I'm not going to automatically assume that it's true I'm just going to tell you how it made me feel and sometimes we turn feelings um we make them like facts and we have like no grounds of Mm -hmm. truth that's connected to that exactly and I think too keeping turning those assumptions into questions and turning and not going to other people with your assumptions because mm-hmm. then when they then they form a pain based off of your assumptions and they really don't even know they're just giving you what they they um their um counseling view <laughs> of your perspective right. and then it gets back to him or if somehow you then say oh i didn't i didn't say this to someone and they said my friend said blah 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 so you had to be da 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 and then mm-hmm. it's like that telephone you know what they originally was yeah. said was not really what was said and then it's just like then that's a whole bigger thing oh now you didn't run your mouth you know and all of this instead of Mm -hmm. keeping those things within the context of your marriage um and really having those conversations like you said and asking questions and it's Mm -hmm. so key what i've learned that when i'm feeling lonely and feeling um having assumptions always keep a journal Mm-hmm. Um, next to you and write those questions out or write how you're feeling so that when you are in dialogue sometimes I know for myself when I'm so mad and we didn't had um you know a heated um conversation or maybe we're we're apart now and so I'm feeling lonely and stuff I can bring those things back up at the time of that meeting between that significant other and say this is what made me feel this way and that way you're not mm-hmm. losing your thought you're not losing it. and then next thing you know two weeks later you know I did feel that way and the enemy will bring those feelings back up and then you're set there you stuck there feeling a certain type of way and then when they come into your presence then you give it on the side eye mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! listen yeah. oh my god and that i think that's a really good idea is journaling your thoughts mm-hmm. when you're feeling them i don't do that enough as much as I love journaling and um, I just don't sit with it to understand it. And then I do lose my train of thought. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm talking to Marlon and then sometimes he's like, what are you talking about? Cause it's like, I'm, I'm fusing like a whole bunch of feelings yeah. together that I've haven't sat with, but I'm just throwing up all Fill the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what, what? where did this come from like i never oh that was from a month ago argument yeah right (laughs) you remember this you remember when you said like actually i don't but it would have been nice if you said something to me when Uh you felt like that (sighs) yeah so get those assumptions out of there Mm -hmm. it's no shame in saying that you do assume i think because we just all do that um human like that's what humans do but I just think it's important for us to be aware that we do it and like we said turn those assumptions into questions that you can ask yes so that you aren't creating stories and creating more problems than it originally started with yep um so the last thing for si- what silence in marriage can cause is it can give off a signal that you don't care. Um, and it leaves room for unhealthy thoughts to form. Danielle, you, you have some really good thoughts on that. Yeah. So what I was thinking about in the midst of that, it leaves unhealthy thoughts. It almost go back to like we were saying with the loneliness and stuff and everything, how mm-hmm. it, it it has you create, at least for me, um, the examples that I can give the times that we have been in our um, feelings and mm-hmm. have not agreed about things. My thoughts created um, an illusion that was not true. And so I treated him based off of of, of my assumptions of that illusion, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I began to operate in a way that wasn't respectful to him, or I began to respond in a way that was not pleasing to God, but I know that he gave him to be the head of the household, but because I was in my feelings and I never went to God and I was in my flesh, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't filled up with the word of God. I responded out of a way 
that wasn't honoring to God, but it wasn't honoring to him or our home. And mm -hmm. so I think it's, it, we have to be careful that we, as I said earlier, don't allow our thoughts to run where the enemy comes in and he just give you the whole scenario about how what happened that didn't even really happen. That was just one little part of a thing and you just ran away with and made a whole, you know, and now you like, I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, our minds are powerful and i think sometimes we don't understand that and if we're not sit if we sit there too long and not really take your thoughts captive or really meditate upon the word of god then we're no longer abiding in christ but we're abiding in our own flesh and when we left to our own um our own tendencies and thinking that like the scripture says there's a way that seems right to man well mm -hmm. it can be you could think it's right but the outcome of it may not be <laughs> may not be good yeah i agree i don't think i could really add too much more to that except for um sometimes when we're giving off signals of mm -hmm. any kind it can uh the signal could be coming across as the opposite of what you meant mm -hmm. uh so when you're giving off a signal that you don't care, it can be like your body language or, you know, you just not talking, yeah. um, the way you're treating them. And sometimes you could be going through your own thing that has nothing to do with the relationship, but because the silence and not talking about it and he could be thinking like, is, you know, like what's going on in her head. It seems like she doesn't even care about what just happened. Sometimes the signals that come across what I'm trying to say is, is that they're just, they're misconstrued and it, it doesn't yeah. match with what you're really thinking. And, mm -hmm. and I think sometimes as women, we get so caught up in everything else that's going on in our heads that we forget that there was an issue and the silence that's happening could be that you just haven't circled back to mm -hmm. talk about it. And um, it's just important that we remain in constant communication so that those signals don't come off that you don't care. We exactly. want to make sure that we're showing that we do care in every yeah. circumstance. And before we move on to the next, but that that's a good thing. We have to show that we care because I think with all of these that we have listed from the loneliness, the assumptions um, mm -hmm. to all of those, we can also be, we're so emotional than men that we will begin to um, come to a point of emotional abandonment where mm -hmm. we don't want to give sex to our um, spouse. We don't want to mm -hmm. serve them the way that we normally have served or meet their love language the way, you know, that they do. And so, like you said, if we don't talk about the thing, then you're left with no resolution. So then you're going, you spinning a wheel, repeating the same cycle. And then when you look up five years or 10 years from now, that issue was never resolved. But guess what? If you didn't resolve it back then, guess mm -hmm. what? When it happens in 2021, you will have to deal with it at some point, you know, because you want, you want to be healed from those, you know, those things and be able to be on the same page. Yeah. And you said emotional abandonment, um, which that's that's a whole nother <laughs> um, topic, yeah, <laughs> in itself. But like silence can definitely, yeah, cause that emotional could abandonment, yeah. especially if it's just what you do. Yeah. Like if you, if, if silence is just That's what your you MO. Do, yeah. Like it, it can cause emotional abandonment on the other end, on a person who's yeah. receiving it. Yeah. And we, like I said, feeling like I'm by myself on an Island with my feelings. I'm sure like our husbands, even though they can't articulate it sometimes, I'm sure they feel the same way when you know their feelings aren't being heard and understood or the silence is just coming across as hey does she even care that's good about how i'm feeling yeah and when we show that we care it it gives them permission to be vulnerable because yeah. i think sometimes well anytime as women we have to um invite our husbands mm -hmm in and to let them know it's okay to be vulnerable with me because if they don't feel comfortable being vulnerable oh they gonna find somewhere to be vulnerable you know i think too like where we we run 
when we're stressed, we run to maybe your um, point, maybe to go shopping Mm -hmm. or maybe that person may go eat or Mm -hmm. maybe somebody may go gamble, whatever their weak point is, whatever they struggle with too. And it's not good. The Mm -hmm. enemy will make a way when you are not allowing that relationship to be vulnerable. Oh, they will find their, um, their weak point and they would go. And then that's another issue. Then you mad because one, you didn't know about what they struggle with, or you Mm -hmm. did know, but because you didn't handle it in the right way, you push that person to that weak point. And there Mm -hmm. we go. Listen, it's topics inside of topics inside Girl, of topics. I'm just thinking that, yeah. Within this, <laughs> within this silence thing. So we're going to jot down vulnerability. Yes. For one of the next episodes. Because listen, we have to create a healthy environment for our yeah. husbands to feel like they can be vulnerable with us. Because if they can't be vulnerable with us as their wives, who can they be vulnerable with? Yes. So I'm, I'm seriously writing this down as we speak. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, had, I had an idea right when you said that. Too. So, yes. Yes. So, um, so moving on to number two, um, we want to talk about how to avoid the silent treatment. Now, it's important to remember that silence and silent treatment are two different two, things. Two, two do- yes. They're two different things. So... And there's no room for silent treatment in a healthy and um, happy marriage. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to have. Silent treatment isn't a thing that should be going on. Now, let's talk about what silent treatment is. Um, According to VeryWellMind.com, the silent treatment is a manipulation tactic that can leave important issues in a relationship unresolved Mm -hmm. it can also leave the partner on the receiving end feeling worthless unloved hurt confused frustrated angry and unimportant you hear all of those emotions that go along with giving out the silent treatment Mm -hmm. um so pretty much what it is is a refusal to discuss the issue which sometimes happens because we allow our pride and our own opinions to override what really matters to help our relationships progress. So um, what we want to talk about, again, is how to avoid the silent Mm -hmm. treatment because it's dangerous. It's real out here. Dangerous (laughs) thing. What's the first thing, Danielle? Um, We have honesty. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Honesty. So um, I think we can both agree that it's important for you to be honest with yourself first, Yes, which allows you to be honest with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to share our thoughts and feelings verbally and or written. Do you share your feelings uh, just verbally, just written or both? I do both. Um, And sometimes when I don't know um, what, how to articulate it um, verbally, because maybe I'm too emotional, like a couple of weeks ago, we had some stuff that um, occurred Mm -hmm. and um, I was able to get it through text um, because one, it can be, it can be received a little bit more with graceful when it comes to a text sometime Mm -hmm. um, without being indirect, but it's like, I'm giving you some grace. I'm trying to lay it down gently without really like trying to go Mm -hmm. in because if I say it verbally, it may trigger other feelings at that time. And it made me may go somewhere that it wasn't supposed to go somewhere Mm -hmm. when I'm learning to give grace, giving grace and if you're going to give it, keep on moving. You didn't say what you had to say. And this is what I said in text. And let's keep on moving. Yeah, that's interesting. Because um, I think writing it down gives me focus. Mm-hmm. If, like, because based on what you're saying, like it keeps you focused on the issue yeah. and yeah. not going all over the place. Yeah. Um, writing definitely gives me focus. Um, and sometimes it gives me focus. It gets me to focus on anger. And it's not good for me to write <laughs> when I'm angry. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, I think sometimes like we have to choose what's right in this particular moment for me. And you will know, especially when you're in tune with your feelings. Yes. 
That is definitely true. So um, the, I think the important part to remember, ladies, is if you're texting, because <laughs> this was an issue that Marlon and I had that we had to stop because it just wasn't. When you're texting, let's not have an argument through text. Yes. Because a lot of things can get uh, what's it lost in translation mm-hmm. misconstrued mm-hmm. yeah if you're texting your anger and usually when you're texting angry thoughts e- even if you had some like grace giving moments within it but you'd be like oh but in another thing this mm-hmm. they're not even going to see the grace giving part mm-hmm. all they're going to see is the anger part and they're going to and then you're like did you see the other part that i said but i said no i didn't see that mm-hmm. i saw the anger because a lot of the times the anger will be highlighted a whole lot more um it'll be a whole lot more vibrant than everything else that's in there so just be mm-hmm. careful about not texting in a um argument going back and forth type exactly. at this point we need to sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that we make sure that we understand each other on all levels exactly yeah so that's good um and so the second is uh remaining open i thought this was really good danielle yeah. Um, you want to go, go over that? Yeah. So remaining, um, remaining open is not shutting off, Mm -hmm. you know, to, um, being receptive, listening to be, listen, listening to be, listen to understand, not listen to be heard, Mm -hmm. you know, and really I'm remaining open without shutting down, you know, like in the first part, we were talking about how sometimes we can shut down this is not shutting down. It's being open and being transparent. Like you said, to be able to listen to the other person and to Mm -hmm. be able to be okay with what they're saying without Mm -hmm. you shutting down and being open to, okay, I understand what you said and I can receive it and not trying to respond as they talking. Mm, I I struggle with that. I I, I stop you. Yeah, I and I mean I have so many thoughts going on in my head. I like I gotta I gotta get yeah. this out. I gotta get this out. And I think um, in order to avoid speaking out of turn, mm-hmm. speaking when it's not your turn, like get a notebook and some pen <laughs> and jot it down. So when it's your turn, like yes. you're going back to like elementary. Yeah. Yeah. Not your turn. So yeah. when it's your turn, then let's talk about the things that's going on. In your yeah. Head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think another good thing is the being receptive. Yep. So be receptive, receptive to what your husband is sharing with you about his feelings. Remember, we talked about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. If he feels like every time I say something, (laughs) you haven't heard anything that I said. And that goes back to listening to be, not listening to be heard. Yeah. But But listen, I understand. Yes. Yeah. It took me a minute to understand though. Yes. (laughs) when that goes back to that um that's being receptive yes because you're you're receiving the information that is being mm-hmm. given to mm-hmm. you and you're not receiving it so you can throw it back at them but yeah. you're because you really want to understand where your husband is coming from and the only way that you can be an understanding um gentle compassionate yeah the only way you can be those things is if you're listening yeah and actually listening so um but you have to be receptive to what he's saying to you vulnerability remember that yes you don't want to resist him trying to be vulnerable with you because marlon will say sometimes because listen sheila sheila has a lot to say (laughs) i've told y'all this before i have a lot to say and sometimes it's just an overload for my mind and i feel like i gotta get it out but it comes across as being selfish yeah it comes across as you don't even care about what i have to say Mm -hmm. he's like you know i don't even know why i say anything 
you're not even listening to me and you don't <laughs> want your husband to feel like I don't even know why I said anything yeah yeah and vice versa you don't want to feel like that when it comes to your husband exactly. when you talk you want your feelings to be received mm-hmm. so do the same thing and vice versa yes stay humble stay humble look here I don't Ooh. know if I can <laughs> you see there is dead silence so I, I I feel like I've gotten better I'm staying humble and I try not to be self-centered about the situation. Yeah. Um, it's hard because you see, I'm like, look, <laughs> like, do we have advice? No. Okay. <laughs> um, staying humble and just not being arrogant, you know, yeah. about the thing and thinking that you're better. Sometimes we can think that we're better than our partners. I've heard women where one partner may have a degree and the other person may not have a degree. One partner may make more than the other person and you know, mm-hmm. all of this. And it, be, it can create um, things. Remain humble. Look, at the end of the day, we are not perfect, you know, and it's two imperfect people coming together, taking their, um, their, what would you, um, what would we say? I can't even think of the word taking, um, mm what their thought the marriage was going to be okay how they were going to communicate yeah. um and understand okay that didn't work that's not where i'm at right now mm-hmm. that illusion did not happen for me you know i don't have the the picket white fence and the the white door and the you know i don't have that so right. you deal with what you got to deal with mm-hmm. and you come off your high horse come from the throne of your heart and be on the same level mm-hmm. and be uh, be okay with where you're at and and then take time to be able to heal mm-hmm. and work towards yeah. what you want as a couple and yes. figure out what you want together yes um but the thing that uh clicked for danielle and i is keeping your ego in check because <laughs> listen <laughs> that ego baby it it uh it yeah yeah it can ruin some things because when you feel like like my opinion is more important yeah uh you don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. that it i mean sometimes we don't say that verbatim but how we speak Mm -hmm. what we say can come our actions yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely so we want to acknowledge each other's yeah. thoughts and feelings and acknowledging is not just listening, but repeating back what was said to you. This is what I heard you say. Am I correct? And making sure you retain that information. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I don't retain stuff if it's not written down. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part depending on what it for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so if this pertaining to my husband's feelings it mm-hmm. has helped me to write it down in my notebook yeah in my phone or on a sheet of paper to keep it visible because if it's something that's important to him I want to make sure that it's important to me as well and if he's repeating the same thing more than once it's important it's it's definitely important and i think too if we realize at the end of the day that we're not each other's enemy mm-hmm. but that we're on the same page mm-hmm. um you really have to really really understand that and i know that things will happen in our marriage that um may surface at the time of an argument then you need to check yourself and say well maybe i didn't really heal from that because mm-hmm. if you feel like that's your enemy and i'm speaking to myself um, and I have to get to the root of that myself. So if you need to get a counselor, ain't no shame in the game. You got to do whatever you got to do to be able to make the decision um, whether I'm going to stay in a place of feeling like we're not on the same page where we each other's enemy or I'm going to take time to invest in myself because I care about myself, mm-hmm. my self-care and my emotions to understand that I want to heal because I want the best for my marriage and I want to come from a place of responding um, in a way that um, we're respect each other mm-hmm. yeah because and I think if we're 
if we're committed to all of these things when it comes to silence, mm-hmm. uh, not doing the silence thing or yeah. like if we're committed to these things, it will bring out a lot of things that will help us to not feel like we're each, we're each other's enemy because exactly. we're communicating. Yep. We are respecting each other. Mm-hmm. We are being mindful about what the other person has said um, is an issue for them mm-hmm. because then we feel like we're a team and we're not competing yes. against yep. one another. That's good. So when we take those things seriously, then we won't feel like Mm-hmm. The enemy. and then you have to remind yourself oh he did pay attention to this when I said this was an issue mm-hmm. we're good so so if I if I've said these things before about this different situation why would this situation be differently he's proven himself to care that's good so let me remind myself of that today I was you snapping know? my fingers look here y'all can't hear that loud but look here I was that's some good you dropped it yes <laughs> Okay, so I think it's also important to, both of us think it's important, of course, to talk about when is silence a good thing? Because sometimes silence can be a good thing when it's not a silent treatment. Exactly. Okay, there's a difference. So um, when you are taking time to think before speaking. Yes. That's a good thing. Because how many of us say things we didn't mean mm-hmm. and we think about it like dang I shouldn't have said that yeah because usually when we take the time that is needed to think and to feel and to process then we come up come out of it with more um feelings that make like thoughts that make sense that we've can compare we computed it and now we can talk about it in an effective way that's not divisive and going to tear everything down with our words Mm -hmm. so um it reduces any misunderstandings yeah uh when you're taking time to think before you speak Mm -hmm. um so you're not speaking out of anger Mm -hmm. and you remember, remember to let your husband know that you are silent because you need time to think. Yeah. That way he won't assume assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. He won't assume you are ignoring him. Mm-hmm. So silence is a good thing when you're taking time to think before you speak. You have anything to add? No, I think um, one of the things just thinking about that is, um, as James 1.19 says, to be slow to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. I think if you take those three things down, it allows you to um, not always, like you said, not always speak right away. You know, mm-hmm. maybe t- like we said, take down some notes and then your response, how was you feeling at that time and be able to, you know, jot those things down. And when you're able to get it down on paper or when you're able to not just respond, but take the time to think about it before you speak, then that anger becomes less and less because then if you mature enough, or maybe if you're able to sit there and kind of think and ponder on it, mm-hmm. you can see it from a different perspective. You may not agree and it's okay to agree to not, um, to agree to disagree mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but at the same time it allows you to be slow and all of that and you know maybe see it from a different way understand what they're saying but also write down how you're feeling and then come back and collaborate um, when you're ready to communicate agreed yeah communication and uh, understanding takes time so we have to remember that when we're um, thinking about silence yeah like, it can be a good thing sometimes um, so what's the second thing? Um, we have um, pray. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most um, you know, and at that time when you're taking time not to just speak, just praying like, you know, Lord, show me where they're coming from. Give me wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, you said in James 1, 5 that you would give me wisdom freely without grudgingly. So you're not withholding it from me, but I just have to ask. And when we ask, then we have to be patient and still enough to be able to hear when he speaks and be okay from when he speaks. Cause sometimes they not they're they can be right. And we could be the ones that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just realizing, you know, those things, um, it helps a lot. Yeah. And I know, one of the prayers that I pray often is to ask the Lord to help me, like you said, understand 
where Marlon is coming from, help Marlon to understand where I'm coming from so that when we mm-hmm. come together, there is an understanding that is already established mm-hmm. um, from the previous conversation that we had. And now yeah. we can figure out the solution to the problem. And also, I also ask God to soften Marlon's heart, soften yeah. my heart, allow yeah. allow those things to come in so that I can receive them with love and he can exactly. receive them with love and not as if it's an attack. Yeah, so I think a lot of times we feel like it's an attack when. Yeah, and then it's like too. What I realized this was two things. So when we are, when I find myself always getting in up arms when somebody says something to me, could there mm-hmm. be any truth to that to what they're oh. saying? And yes. so it takes for you to be able to go into a space where there's just quietness and ten, then ask God, is there any truth to this? And if so, can you reveal it to me? Mm-hmm. And then um, the other thing is um, what you were saying, like soften my heart. I was telling um, a friend that I was helping with her and just being there for her marriage um, yesterday. And I said, you know, I had, you know, me and LaVar got into it. And I said, okay, Lord, help me. Okay, I was driving down the street. Help my heart not to be hardened. Because he said something that was like, oh my goodness, you said something again. You didn't offend me. You know, and then I can get in my emotions and my heart can be hard and stuff. So I was driving. I said, Lord, this is what he said. You know what he said. You know um, his motive. You know where they came from. Um, And so, Father, help me to still love him. Help me to still respect him. But most importantly as well, help my heart not to be resentful or hard or bitter. To Help me to still um, to serve him and love him as you love him. Um, because it's hard because my heart is feeling some type of way, but I need you to stop it before I will allow that to uh, become so solid as a rock. (laughs) I just just had to. Girl, that came out of nowhere. I'm okay. I just had to. But I'm like, you know, our hearts can be solid as a rock where we don't allow anything to penetrate that. And we stay in a place of that. And if we allow things to offend us when we come to our father, what is he going to say about us? Like he going to take you back to that. Go correct that. So mm-hmm. I, that is good that you, I, I'm trying to make that a practice. Don't allow my heart or my mind or any of me to get to that point. Yeah. And that honesty, first of all, Let's let's circle back on being honest with yourself. Yes. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's necessary, but it's hard. But also it's it's life changing when it you is. are honest with yourself about your own stuff that you shouldn't have did, shouldn't have mm-hmm. did. Um it changes everything for mm-hmm. every part of your life and especially your marriage. Yeah. If you could be honest about what you brought into the chaos. Yeah. You brought into the hurt. Um, it, it allows your husband to see you in a light of, okay, like she cares enough to look at herself mm-hmm. and if you're not being honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anyone else. So, which means that you can't even receive the information mm-hmm. that's given to you because you haven't, because you haven't taken the time to be humble mm-hmm. enough to receive what is being said to you about you. Like, what? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm perfect. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely We're not. Exactly. <laughs> We're not but just be honest with yourself. And that's a whole nother episode too. Mm-hmm. Being honest with yourself. Yeah. We'll circle circle back to that because yeah. I've had some time with yeah. Sheila to be honest with Sheila about Sheila. And it has been hard. But again, like I said, it's been life changing. That's mm-hmm. when things change. Yes. Things change with honesty. Yeah. Because if you can't be honest, this is going to, sometimes it'll appear as though things are changing, mm-hmm. but that truth is going to wrap right back on around. Like you ready yeah. to reveal me yet? Yeah. Yeah. You ready? Cause yeah. I'm not going anywhere. 
to you deal with. And that's a, that's a, um, the funny thing about God, he will continue to, um, allow something to keep occurring or bring it back into another form until you deal with the thing that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm the, uh, way truth. Yes. And life. And life. Truth. Yes. Truth. So, all right. And, um, let's see. We talked about listening to understand yeah. and not be heard. So, you know what? That's our episode on silence is a silent killer. Do not let it kill your marriage. Do not. Let honesty revive it. Let communication revive it. Mm-hmm. And um, the love that you guys have for each other, revive it. And keep that love at the forefront. And just remember that we love each other and we love each other enough to not let the petty and the um, just the silence, because silence can be petty sometimes. And sometimes yeah. it, we're silent because we just don't understand. So mm-hmm. commit to understanding. Yeah, that's good. You know, commit to um, just moving forward, even when it feels like it's hard to move forward. Mm-hmm. So we thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you have any questions, if you have any topic discussions that you would mm-hmm. like to suggest, you want to hear our take on it, please email us at mwccpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social. Right now we're on Instagram. Yep. At mwccpodcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> listen it's too much to remember sometimes it's like remembering passwords because mm-hmm. i have a problem with that sometimes yeah. a lot so yes um let's do that and um rate and review on itunes please in any other platform that you're listening to us on if it allows you to rate and review share with any other mom and wife that you think can benefit from this content content And we hope that you guys are well. We hope that you stay well till next time that we talk to you. We love you. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye.